Welcome to Line C, Use Mathematics and Science by Camosun College, used under CC BY. The Trades Access Common Core resources are licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0. The materials in these learning guides are for use by students and instructional staff and have been compiled from sources believed to be reliable and to represent best current knowledge on these subjects. These audio resources are intended to serve as a starting point for good practices and may not specify all minimum legal standards. No warranty, guarantee, or representation is made by the BC Piping Trades Articulation Committee, the Skilled Trades BC Training Authority, BC Campus, or King's Printer of British Columbia as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information contained in these publications. These audio resources are intended to provide basic guidelines for piping trades practices. Do not assume, therefore, that all necessary warnings and safety precautionary measures are contained in this publication and that other or additional measures may not be required. To learn more about BC Campus Open Education, visit www.openbccampus.ca. Use Mathematics and Science, Section 14. Define mechanical advantage as it relates to fluid power. Blaise Pascal is usually credited with the basic principle that is the foundation of fluid power industry. During his relatively short life, 1623 to 1662, he experimented extensively with liquids and mechanical devices, including siphons, syringes, and tubes. This work produced the proof that many previous mathematicians and scientists had sought. Pascal's law states that when there is an increase in pressure at any point in a confined fluid, there is an equal increase at every other point in the container. He is also credited with demonstrating and clearly defining the principles involved in the hydraulic press, multiplication of force and piston movement relationships. Most machines that move very large, very heavy objects use a hydraulic system that applies force to levers, gears, or pulleys. A hydraulic system uses a liquid under pressure to move loads. It is able to increase the mechanical advantage of the levers in the machine. Modern construction projects use hydraulic equipment because the work can be done more quickly and safely. There are many practical applications of hydraulic systems that perform tasks which make work much easier. The hydraulic lift is one of many mechanical systems that use Pascal's law. A hydraulic lift is a mechanical system that raises heavy objects, such as a vehicle on a service station lift. Hydraulic lift uses fluid under pressure in a closed system. A hydraulic lift consists of a small cylinder and a large cylinder connected together by a pipe. Each cylinder is filled with hydraulic fluid, usually oil. Water is not used in a hydraulic lift for two reasons. It is not a good lubricant and it can cause parts of a system to rust. Note that each cylinder also has a type of platform or piston that rests on the surface of the oil. Using the relationship triangle shown in figure three, we can see that the force exerted by the large piston is the area of the piston times the pressure of the hydraulic fluid. Suppose you apply 500 newtons of force to the small piston with an area of 5 centimeters squared. The pressure on the small piston is expressed in the following equation. P equals F divided by A. 
P equals 500 newtons divided by 5 centimeters squared. P equals 100 newtons per centimeter squared. Pascal's law states that this pressure is transmitted unchanged throughout the liquid. Therefore, the large piston will also have a pressure of 100 newtons per centimeter squared applied to it. However, the total area of the large piston is greater than the area of the small piston. The large piston's area is 50 centimeters squared. Thus, the total force on the large piston is 100 newtons per centimeter squared times 50 centimeters squared equals 5,000 newtons. This is 10 times the force applied to the small piston. Previously, in this learning guide, we stated that the Pascal, PA, is the standard unit of pressure. One Pascal of pressure is a force of one Newton per square meter. This is a small pressure unit, so most pressures are given in kilopascals, or kPa. One Newton per centimeter squared equals one Pascal, or 0.001 kilopascals. Because a small effort force produces a large force on a load, the hydraulic lift provides a mechanical advantage. Pascal's Law and Mechanical Advantage In Figure 4, the diameter of the small piston of the hydraulic lift is 1 inch. Mechanical advantage is directly related to area, not diameter, so the area of the piston's face must be calculated. A equals D squared times 0.7854. A equals 1 squared times 0.7854. A equals 0.7854 inches squared. If you push down on the piston with a force of 10 pounds, you will generate a pressure in the fluid of 12.73 psi. P equals F divided by A. P equals 10 pounds divided by 0.7854 inches squared. P equals 12.73 pounds per square inch. Now examine the area of the large piston. The diameter is 4 inches. This would have a corresponding area of A equals D squared times 0.7854 A equals 4 squared times 0.7854 A equals 12.566 inches squared. This is an increase in area of 16 times the small piston area. According to Pascal's law, the pressure of every unit of area on that piston will be 12.73 pounds per square inch. Since there are 12.566 inches squared of area, the total force on the large piston will be F equals P times A. F equals 12.73 pounds per square inch times 12.566 square inches. F equals 159.97 pounds. This hydraulic lift has a mechanical advantage of 16. Unfortunately, mechanical advantage in hydraulic systems has a cost. That cost is the increased distance the smaller force must go through to make the large force move a small distance. Because of this reality, you would have to push the piston 16 times further than the distance you could lift the load. Calculating Mechanical Advantage A machine makes work easy for you by increasing the amount of force that you exert on an object. This produces a mechanical advantage, which is the amount of force that is multiplied by the machine. The force applied to the machine by you is the input force. The force that is applied to the object by the machine is the output force. The mechanical advantage, or MA, of a machine is the output force divided by the input force. The mechanical advantage is the force ratio of a machine. The more a machine multiplies the force, the greater is the mechanical advantage of the machine.
Use Mathematics and Science, Section 15. Describe factors that affect fluid flow in a piping system. Viscosity. Viscosity measures a liquid's internal resistance to flow. It is really a form of friction that is caused by the resistance of the fluid molecules to each other as they flow through a pipe. In pipe flow, friction is increased by the internal irregularities of the pipe transporting the liquid. Internal bumps and unevenness in a pipe produce a friction force that opposes the liquid flow and slows down its velocity. If the viscosity is high, the velocity of the liquid is low and the laminar flow results in the liquid flowing gently in layers through the pipe. A liquid with a low velocity flows at a higher velocity and turbulent flow results. Laminar flow and turbulent flow. When a fluid is flowing through a pipe or between two flat plates in a heat exchanger, two types of flow may occur depending on the velocity of the fluid. Laminar flow and turbulent flow. Laminar flow, sometimes known as streamline flow, occurs when a fluid flows in parallel layers with no distribution between the layers. At low velocity, the fluid tends to flow without mixing and adjacent layers slide past one another like playing cards. There are no cross currents perpendicular to the direction of flow nor eddies or swirls of fluids. In laminar flow, the motion of the particles of fluid is very orderly with all particles moving in straight lines parallel to the pipe walls. Laminar flow is the opposite of turbulent flow which occurs at higher velocities where eddies or cross currents of fluid particles form leading to lateral mixing. In non-technical terms, laminar flow is smooth, while turbulent flow is rough. Streamlined flow, therefore, causes a minimum amount of internal friction between the molecules and the pressure drop or energy loss will be relatively small. In comparison, Turbulent flow causes a relatively large pressure drop because of the internal resistance built up by the thrashing of the molecules against themselves and against the walls of the pipe. Ensuring streamlined flow is an important consideration at certain points in a piping system. For example, it is especially desirable upstream from metering devices and pressure regulating valves. Ordinarily, the flow of fluid through a straight run of unobstructed pipe will be streamlined if the liquid is not traveling too fast. When the fluid is forced to change direction or an obstruction is encountered, turbulence is created. It is necessary to install a metering device in a section of pipe where the flow is turbulent. A straightening vane may be employed to provide the streamlined flow necessary for accurate flow measurement. Flow Velocity Velocity describes speed of motion or flow. It is defined as the rate of motion per unit of time. The common units used to measure velocity of flow are feet per second, feet per minute, and meters per second. In a piping system, the velocity of flow changes when the pipe size changes. When the pipe size is reduced and the volume is constant, the same quantity of liquid must pass through the smaller section of pipe and can only do so by increasing its velocity. Fluid velocity versus static pressure. Figure 2 shows what happens to static pressure when fluid velocity increases. This illustration shows a series of three manometers measuring pressure over a length of pipe in which a liquid is flowing through a graduated venturi or narrowing. The fluid velocity increases in order to pass the same quantity of fluid. At its narrowest point, it reaches its highest velocity and thus lowest flow pressure. Beyond this point, 
the venturi area increases again. The velocity of the fluid will slow down and equal the entering velocity, while the flow pressure again increases. A small pressure drop or loss is realized between the first and third manometer due to friction encountered through the pipe. Bernoulli's Principle Daniel Bernoulli was a Swiss mathematician who pioneered many studies and theories in fluid mechanics. Bernoulli's principle states that where velocity is greatest, pressure is least. This is illustrated by the fact that pressure reductions occur at area of high velocity in piping systems. Bernoulli's principle can be derived from the principle of conservation of energy. This states that in a steady flow, the sum of all forms of energy in a fluid along a pipeline is the same at all points on that pipeline. This requires that the sum of kinetic energy, potential energy, and internal energy remains constant. Thus, an increase in the speed or velocity of the fluid, implying an increase in the kinetic energy, occurs with the simultaneous decrease in the sum of the potential energy and internal energy or pressure. Pressure drop. The loss of pressure or pressure drop due to friction as a fluid flows through a piping system may be measured with a gauge or manometer. Pressure drop is often expressed in units of PSI, inches of mercury, inches of water column, or KPA. The drop in pressure due to friction is also called the friction head. Some of the factors governing the pressure drop due to friction are viscosity of fluid, length of pipe, velocity of flow, size and type of pipe, number and type of fittings and valves, number and degree of bends. This pressure drop is observed in the following figure that examines pressure drop due to length of pipe. When fluids at rest are in a closed tube, pressure is distributed equally throughout the tube. When the valve is open and the fluid is allowed to flow, the pressure in the tube will be different at different points along the tube. This pressure loss would also be affected by material choice. Copper pipe would have greater pressure loss than PVC, for example, and smaller pipe experiences more pressure drop than larger pipe. An example of pressure drop due to fittings and valves is found in system design parameters of a natural gas system, figure 4. In a 1-inch piping system, a 90-degree elbow has the equivalent pressure drop of 0.80 meters of straight SCED 40 steel pipe. Compare this to a 1-inch globe valve that has the equivalent pressure drop of 8.87 meters of straight Schedule 40 steel pipe. Use Mathematics and Science, Section 16. Describe factors that affect gas volumes and pressures. Gases behave differently than other two states of matter, solids and liquids, so there are different methods for calculating and understanding how gases behave under certain conditions. Gases have neither fixed volume nor fixed shape. They are molded entirely by the container in which they are held. There are three variables by which we measure gases. Pressure, volume, and temperature. Pressure is measured as force per area. The standard metric unit for pressure is the kilopascal. In the imperial system, the units of pound per square inch are commonly used. The equation below shows the conversion between these units. 1 PSI equals 6.8947 kPa. 
When converting these pressures in many of the codebooks and on the job site, we use a soft conversion to make the task easier. 1 PSI equals 7 kPa. The gas laws of Boyle and Charles. The early gas laws were developed at the end of the 18th century when scientists began to realize a common relationship between the pressure, volume, and temperature characteristics of all gases. Gases behave in a similar way over a wide variety of conditions because they all have widely spaced molecules. These gas laws provide predictable results for most gases under moderate pressures and temperature. It should be noted that when working with these gas laws, all temperatures and pressures must be expressed in absolute terms, such as PSIA or KPA absolute for all pressure references and Rankin and Kelvin for all temperature references. Absolute pressure conversion. PSIG plus 14.7 equals PSIA. KPA plus 101.325 equals KPA absolute. Absolute temperature conversion. Degrees Fahrenheit plus 460 equals degrees Rankin. Degrees Celsius plus 273 equals Kelvin. Boyle's Law. Boyle's Law, named after Irish physicist Robert Boyle, describes the relationship between the pressure and volume of a gas. According to this law, the absolute pressure exerted by a gas held at a constant temperature varies inversely with the volume of the gas. For example, if the volume of gas is halved, the absolute pressure would be doubled. And if the volume of gas is doubled, then the absolute pressure is halved. The reason for this effect is that a gas is constructed of loosely spaced molecules moving at random. If a gas is compressed in a container, these molecules are pushed together, thus the gas occupies less volume. The molecules having less space in which to move hit the walls of the container more frequently and thus exert an increased pressure. In figure 1, a captive volume of gas is at an initial pressure of 40 PSIA, while occupying a volume of 2 feet cubed. The volume is reduced to 1 cubic foot, there would be a corresponding increase in the absolute pressure to 80 PSIA. Boyle's Law Calculations Boyle's Law may be stated as follows. The volume of any dry gas varies inversely with the absolute pressure when the temperature remains constant. This is expressed in the following formula. V1 times P1 equals V2 times P2, where V1 equals the original volume, V2 equals the new volume, P1 equals the original absolute pressure, P2 equals the new absolute pressure. Charles Law 1 Jacques Charles, a French physicist who experimented with the effect of temperature on the pressure exerted by a gas, concluded that with the volume held constant, the absolute pressure exerted by a gas is in direct proportion to the absolute temperature. In figure 2, the volume was held constant while the absolute temperature was raised from 480 degrees Rankin to 960 degrees Rankin. As a result, there was a corresponding increase in absolute pressure in the container from 40 PSIA to 80 PSIA. Charles Law 1 Calculations Charles Law 1 may be stated as follows. The absolute pressure of any dry gas varies directly with the absolute temperature and the volume remains constant. This may be expressed as the following formula. P1 over T1 equals P2 over T2, where 
P1 equals the original absolute pressure. P2 equals the new absolute pressure. T1 equals the original absolute temperature. T2 equals the new absolute temperature. E. Lissac's Law Working with unpublished material written by Jacques Charles, Joseph-Louis Guy Lissac discovered the effect of heat on the expansion of gases. He noticed that if the absolute pressure of a gas remains constant, the volume of the gas will expand in direct proportion to increases in the absolute temperature. Thus, if the absolute temperature of a gas doubles, the volume it occupies also doubles. If the absolute temperature decreases by half, the gas takes up half the space it once occupied. This gas law is known as Charles Law II, as Guy Lussac accredits Jacques Charles' efforts for much of its findings. While conducting his study of gases, Charles discovered another principle that deals with the effect of heat on the expansion of gases. He noticed that if the absolute pressure of gas remains constant, the volume of gas will expand in direct proportion to increases in the absolute temperature. Thus, if the absolute temperature of gas doubles, the volume it occupies also doubles. If the absolute temperature decreases by half, the gas takes up half of the space it once occupied. Elisac's Law Calculations Elisac's law may be stated as follows. The volume of any dry gas varies directly with the absolute temperature when the pressure remains constant. This may be expressed as the following formula. V1 over T1 equals V2 over T2, where V1 equals the original volume, V2 equals the new volume, T1 equals the original absolute temperature, and T2 equals the new absolute temperature. Combined Gas Law All the gas laws studied in this learning task have had a constant involved. In Boyle's Law, the temperature of the gas is assumed constant. In Charles' law, the volume of the gas is assumed constant. In Guy Lissac's law, the pressure of the gas is assumed constant. Many times, however, a change in temperature or another of these factors may simultaneously change both the pressure and volume occupied by a gas. The combined gas law enables us to deal with such circumstances. The combined gas law is not a new law, but a combination of Boyle's and Charles' laws. Hence the name the combined gas law. In short, this law is used when it is difficult to keep the volume, temperature, or pressure constant. Combined gas law calculations. The combined gas law may be expressed by the following formula. V1 times P1 over T1 equals V2 times P2 over T2, where V1 equals the original volume, V2 equals the new volume, one equals the original absolute pressure, P2 equals the new absolute pressure, T1 equals the original absolute temperature, and T2 equals the new absolute temperature. Remember, as with all gas laws, the temperature and pressure must be in absolute terms. <laughs>